We want you to become an honorary gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Because look at what look at what was ushered in at that concert. Right. Yeah. Yeah, what are you ushering in under the influence of pharmacia? When you're yeah. opening mm-hmm. your mind, when you're trying to open yeah. up your third eye, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you're, you're 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 once again, you're toying with a spiritual tool, yeah. an eternal tool. And that is the weaponry that you are using on people, on unknowing, undiscerning congregants. Your YouTube feed is crap. Stop wasting your time watching bot-boosted shills and self-appointed gurus cloying for your attention. Instead, join the Goslings interview live stream and podcast. The Goslings, a dark lit digital speakeasy of free thinkers. A super chat of radical truth seeking wizards who eat trolls for second breakfast. Topics that'll make your mama's hair stand on end. Ideas that'll make your pastor's knees knock. Guests that will illuminate the hidden chambers of your mind. And interviews that strike down the darkness. Welcome to the Goslings. Look at how tiny we are in our little windows. <laughs> oh, the earth What's up, man? <laughs> Let me turn this down. You like that music? I wrote that. Nice. <laughs> kind of helps if I turn the microphone on. well whatever you know uh hello everyone out there in tv land greetings Uh, one and all yep i am jonathan i'm nick and we are the goslings and we are pre-recording this in the dead of night it is the dead of night we wanted to make sure we weren't rushed for time and had plenty of yeah plenty of runway to yeah land a whole lot of really land this tomcat on the deck we're gonna land some weirdness tonight is what we're gonna do we're gonna touch we're gonna do it hot shot style touching down we got (laughs) the one and only gabe bellow with us gabriel bellow thank you for agreeing to an interview been wanting to have a conversation with you for a long long time um honored to be here well, I'm glad you're here, man. And uh, we'll we'll do a, a more proper introduction here in a second. But let's start off with our toast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's jump right into All right. it. Yeah. I'll start. Take up the broken sword of your father and strike down the darkness. Cheers. Clink. Cheers. Clink. That's a pretty snazzy mug you got there, Gabe. Yes. Uh, you know, you know, you raised the Ebenezer, and that actually is that Allosaurus's name. His name is Ebenezer from the Creation Museum. Shameless plug. And no, I'm not sponsored yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yet. That's yet. awesome. So you've been to the Creation Museum. Yes. Quite enjoyed it and looking forward to going back and looking at every exhibit because I had to fly through there. We did the museum and the ark in one day, and it's too much for one day. Yeah, it's two different complexes. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, I've yeah. never been. Yeah. So. Oh, it's awesome, dude! I got to I know. Yeah, yeah. We're Full scale arc. 
Yeah. Oh, it's great. All three floor. I mean, built to get built to spec. Really? Yeah. To, yeah. The, to the smallest scale, actually. Yeah. They they were very respectful. They're like, oh, we're not gonna, you know. There's several different cubits, but if the and actually, you guys were talking about this on uh, with. I want to say you were talking about the Egyptian cubits with Gary Wayne and uh, Derek Gilbert. Mm-hmm. If not, it was something I was watching with uh, with Ron Wyatt, and uh, yeah, they. If this is the scale of what it could have been, you know, like here's a smaller side of the smaller cubit from the those those times to the largest times, they were like, yeah, let's go over here. They were, and it small. really, really, yeah. the Egyptian cubit should have been the one that they used because that's what Ron Wyatt found over there in Turkey. And okay, uh, yeah. It's actually with the Turk with the with the Egyptian cubit. It's exactly what he found. I mean, like to the inch, really perfectly what he found. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And Coincidence? Elbow to <laughs> uh, end of your middle finger, right? Like that's yeah. Uh, that's a standard cubit. Is that the same as an Egyptian cubit? I think. Well, I think the Egyptians were bigger. Ah, yes. They got that Nephilim. I heard DNA. that the uh, yeah. I heard that the royal cubit was like two feet. Something like that, because yeah. that was the wow. the larger cubit. Wow! And then the the, the standard one was like the elbow, right? Container, but maybe the Egyptian cubit and the royal cubit are the same. I don't know. You get that Bigfoot size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say everyone charms. who uh, you know every time they try, you know, they tell you how tall Goliath was, mm-hmm. and there was these two different cubit measurements, and they always go with the smaller one right. with yeah. a more conservative ten foot tall <laughs> measurement. Yeah. 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 As opposed to oh, the no, yeah. feet. You know, they, they like to use it. You no, know, he was six foot six. I'm like, well, dude, Saul was like at least six foot. Yeah. He mm-hmm. wouldn't have been intimidated by a dude that was like, come on, man. Yeah. Just a tall guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever. Uh huh. Man, I've been I've been reading through the Bible again this year and got through, you know, Deuteronomy, Judges, First Second Kings, First Second Chronicles. And th- there are giants everywhere. Once your eyes are open to that, you yeah. can't not see them there. <laughs> really? Yeah. When you know that, when you know that the word ref, Rephaim means the giants. Oh yeah. And you know what the word uh, Nephilim means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you start seeing those things, and you start you start seeing the words, you start seeing how they were described, you start remembering the names of their descendants because the whole you know the table of nations is there, mm-hmm. and they tell you all these big boys who they were descended from. Oh, yeah. And you can trace them back to the Table of Nations, wow. to these giant 100%. clans. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. There, I just <laughs> I just finished reading one part that says, uh, I think the last giant that was killed by David uh, was, um, uh, he had six fingers on mm-hmm. each hand and six toes. Yeah, and he was someone was looking for you. Yeah, and he (laughs) was uh, the son of uh, the the giant of Gath. He was one of the sons of the giant of Gath. I wonder who that could be. Oh, yeah, that's Goliath. Wow. Yeah. Why has no one made a David and the Giant Hunters movie yet? Great question. Like, because they don't want people looking in that direction, man. uh, Yeah, because they don't want people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. look over here. Questions there. They're interdimensional. They're not even interdimensional. They're coming mm-hmm. from, you know, Alpha Centauri and, yeah. you know. And they made us and, you know. Exactly. It's yeah. they, they want they want us looking at the um, the Ridley Scott, you know, Prometheus. Prometheus. <laughs> uh, yeah. The uh-huh. ancient alien, you know, ancient alien theorists believe my wife watched 
that show with me a couple times and she said if you turn that into a drinking game every time they said that you would die in the first 10 minutes of that show <laughs> it's aliens yeah it's, it's yes. gotta be alien. I mean, I'm yes. not Andrew, it's alien. Andrew, Chekalakalakalakalakas. Chabalakalakalakas. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need to give an interpretation for that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a, it's, it's a sin if there's no interpretation when you speak that's his right. name. You know. Yeah. And turns out his name means it's aliens. So, yeah. You know, it's great for its aliens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he came out of the womb and his father said, It's aliens. It's aliens. Except and his hair stood up straight. Yeah. <laughs> he had that he had that Babylon five Minbari or Centauri <laughs> hair. You know. Dude. Yeah. Busting out the Babylon five. Oh dude, yeah. I, I go deep on the Babylon five. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 embarrassing. Yeah. Um I am embarrassed. Yeah, we are all embarrassed. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm all... more embarrassed that I really didn't watch the show. So I, I have no. All I don't of a get sudden, the all the girls are gone. It's what happens when you mention B5. Yep. And the, Where did and all the, the girls and go? And the chat is exclusively male. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, we've gotten a lot more dudes, but, uh, you know, the chat numbers have gone up, and it's all guys at this point. Um, get the XY chat going on. We have tons of questions for you, Gabe. Uh, but before we jump in, let's go ahead and mention we got two sponsors yes. that we want to run through and mention for people the first is the spartan kothon mugs which are made by joel over at Cherico pottery we um love joel's work he is sort of like the yoda of um small business pottery making handcrafted pottery dude he did this whole thing Ooh. on facebook a while back where he like blindfolded himself and then yeah, proceeded to make like 1500 yeah. cups or something like yeah. that like all day it it's a like, cool art form yeah, it's, it's really neat. And he was really sweet. We messaged him um, because we so were the force theme was playing in the background. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. And I don't and I couldn't care less about pottery until I saw that he made Spartan mugs. Yeah. The and he mugs. did it in, you know, in collaboration with Stephen Pressfield. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody knew what these there are no archaeological uh, examples. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. artifacts. artifacts. Yeah. I almost said specimens. That's the wrong. Yes. That sounds too medical. That's biological. That's biological. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't have anything. No yeah. relics of the uh, Kothon Spartan mug. They know it was a thing. So Stephen Pressfield, being the Spartan Jedi master as mm -hmm. he as he is when it comes to uh, the history of the Spartans, collaborated and they come up with this particular design. Yeah. And they pulled their examples from, um, I think, who was it? Thucydides. There was some uh, ancient Greek who wrote, who was like the only one who wrote about these things. And yeah. so they kind of pulled what information they had and then dug in and created these really cool. Each one is like handmade, hand painted. It's got the Spartan Aspis shield on it with the Lambda. And uh, yeah, dude, they're awesome. Cherico pottery. And they're happy. very, very cool. And he's a sweetheart, too. He's so friendly. We we actually would love to have him on as a guest. And he's he's kind of shy. It's really funny, yeah. you know. I think we can eventually, but like, I think it's just like him. We'll talk about like, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. What it's just like my, it's just like what our dad said about my mom. You know, what you can't dazzle, you wear down. <laughs> sounds like a woman. <laughs> that is a sound strategy. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. speaking of which, my daughter does that. Right. Yeah. Well, she's she's got the dazzle factor. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's got both <laughs> speaking of the dazzle factor yes yeah, you would like to if you would like to look as sexy as you may be deadly as a real man then jardani jovanovic hair care products yeah 
So we became friends with uh, with Mike, the guy who runs Jardani Jovanovic, which is apparently um, uh, John Wick's real name. Oh, yeah. Uh, in yep. the series. Yep. So like that's where the name came from. He's a big fan and he's been super kind and gracious to us. He sent us tons of different products from like hair care to like shampoo, beard oil. And I've uh, obviously like Gabe, if you've ever seen, you know, any of these things, like I am not a hair care product guy. Mm-hmm. I am more of a John the Baptist type. Right. You know, <laughs> and so you will slowly start to like as you use this stuff, you're like. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Like, oh, my hair. This feels is the. Uh, this one is you the. Know. This is called Extreme. Yeah. High velocity hardening gel. Yeah. Your hair for your hair. Yeah. For your hair. Kevlar for your hair. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you want beard squatch, or maybe you want the lion's mane, mm-hmm. or the you can stop breaking the tenth commandment and get yourself. <laughs> Some Giordani Jovanovich. <laughs> Join us. Gabe, you have you have a very nice Mustafa-esque. You know, this yours really does kind of look like a lion. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah. Simba. I'm working on it, Simba. <laughs> you don't know the power of um, I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, Wrong anyway, franchise. Yeah. Wrong franchise. Good. I'm getting old. Where's Morgan Freeman? <laughs> What he didn't realize is I'd been there the whole time. <laughs> Simba had to crawl over a mile through a river, <laughs> through a river of dead hyenas and wildebeests. <laughs> Came out clean on the other side. Real quick, I want to mention to everybody, too, that uh, we are transitioning everything over to a new channel. If you're oh, yeah. on the old channel, you will see that messaging and those links everywhere. Obviously, you can't click on the link that I just put on the screen. Don't yeah. worry. It is literally everywhere on the old channel. Mm-hmm. Come over to the new channel. All of our new content is going to be there moving forward. Yep. We're going to be shutting that old channel down. What did we say? Like end of the year? Yeah, like we that. had talked about like maybe just running them both parallel until sort of the end of the year. Give everybody enough time to sort of you know make the jump over. Yeah. So we don't lose anybody. Yeah. But yeah, if you're watching this on the old Gosling's channel with the red logo, you're in a sinking ship. Yeah. You come up, get on the ark, baby. Yeah. It's time to right. get on the ark. Yep, two by two. That's right. And once you get on that arc, I need you to take up the broken sword of your finger and strike down the subscribe button and smack that bell. Yep, smack, smack it, it like I smack your mama. <laughs> it's your mama. It's your mama too. It's your mama too. <laughs> it's your mama too, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gay Bell. No, Colonel Sanders, man. you're wrong. <laughs> i'm just gonna let y'all hands. know there's gonna be a zillion movie references try to get them yep. all in the comments let us know every time we every time we throw one back and forth you got to throw it in the comments dude somebody yeah that would be an awesome game anytime there's a movie reference uh you have to time stamp it in the comments and point out the movie <laughs> and you know what i'll even do this anybody who who gets all of them right I'll mail you a copy of Imper- Imperian Fallen. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who gets them all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now watch. There will be like none for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> uh, it's awesome. So, Gabe, uh, tell everybody a little bit about your background as a musician yeah. and your ministry. Let's start there. All right. So, grew up in church music and uh it's funny. Um, I didn't know there was two different Church of God denominations. Um, I was in this little church called Lighthouse. Uh, it was affiliated with Church of God in Indiana. 
And then I went to the sanctuary to land Church of God, which is Church of God in Cleveland, where I ended up going to the university. Uh, was trained, uh, played saxophone, flute, sang, did uh, teen talent, won national choir competitions a couple times. <clears throat> did my first recording studio sessions at 15. I really started as a professional saxophonist about that time because that was about the first time I got paid was 15 years old. So uh, I've been a professional musician now for nearly 30 years. Um, had to leave Lee, uh, went, you know, attended Lee for two years, had to drop out because I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Um, and after six months of chemotherapy and the chemotherapy was not working, the chemotherapy was actually killing me. The tumors were not shrinking, got all the medical evidence to back all that up. Uh, the Lord healed me. I went and got to play for Ron Cannoli. Um, that's a that's a whole long story, but a friend of mine that called me wow. to play that gig, he said, uh, Gabe, I called you not because of your abilities as a saxophonist. I called you because the Lord is going to heal you tomorrow when you play. And that's exactly what happened. So I went from that to uh, full-time music ministry. Um, after a few years of that, I slowly went kind of bivocational. After a year in Nashville um, doing the real music industry stuff, I kind of split my time between music industry and music ministry. And I'm still there today, kind of trying to bring the gospel and be a light in the world, but also serve in the church and uh, use my gifts for the kingdom. So that's kind of the super duper short version. Uh, Somewhere along the way, I did a jazz record that went number one on Billboard for 11 consecutive weeks, topping Michael Bublé for anybody that, you know, cares about such things. Nice. Um, back when music industry stuff actually mattered, because now uh, to me, those awards are almost a disgrace, you know, you know mm-hmm. to, to win them. It's not like it used to be. But yeah. yeah, so I'm legit, you know, professional musician, producer, writer, performer, uh, you know, before the the virus that shall not be named that came from, <laughs> um, <Yep>. you know, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. it came the from Mulan Land. Um, <laughs> the Wuhan flu. I should oh, we should we should have just be a man, but we already said the name of the movie. So, <laughs> oh, that's um, right. Yeah, I was actually supposed to go to uh, the land of Crocodile Dundee and the land of Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had invitations to kind of you know, I was really starting to break out with touring, and then the world shut down. So. God oh, is realigning uh, my goals, and now I'm currently building a 1,500 square foot recording facility where I can host stuff like this and do live music ministry events, recording video and audio. Um, uh, that's so that yeah, and still Man, doing music fantastic. and doing all that stuff. So it's a lot, dude. I can't. I just keep. Everything you talked about is amazing, but man, you were told to go and play. Yeah. And it and and because you were told basically you were gonna go. If you go, you will be healed. So you went, you stepped out in faith and you went and God healed you from cancer. Mm-hmm. After chemo two, wasn't working. Yeah. No, the chemo, uh, you know, unfortunately, little uh, known fact, you know, um modern medicine in the in the West actually tends to kill a lot more people mm-hmm. than they care to admit. It's something like 300,000 people die a year because of medical malpractice mm-hmm. from bad prescriptions, surgeries, what, you know, what, what, what mind you, but yeah, the, the night before my buddy told me now his brother, this is Caleb Bolaños, oh, yeah, another fellow. Uh, yeah. So, you Who know, Danny? Caleb, so, um, fellow Who Levite <laughs> and uh, his brother, his brother had been healed to leukemia. So, you know, wow. there's 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 something for having faith for your brother because he didn't call me. You know, he when he called me about it, he said, "Man, Handy, do you think you can make this? You think are you strong enough?" 
And I actually drove myself. How and why my parents let me go by myself, I'll never understand. <laughs> wow. Because I don't remember going there or coming back. I was on so much medication from chemo. Um, I literally, I remember the rehearsal. I remember him making that profession and accepting and agreeing, then praying for me, ordering a hamburger at the very nice hotel that they put us up in. And they told us, you know, get whatever you want. And I was like, man, this hamburger is like $16. I've never had a $16 hamburger, but it's the cheapest thing on the menu. So I guess I'm going to have a hamburger. <laughs> like that's the, that's the stuff I remember. And then the, you know, the concert and being healed. Um, cool thing about that actual experience. So I don't know if anybody here listening is in knows older church music and, you know, praise and worship music. This is before the Hill songs and the elevations and, you know, the Bethel musics. There was this guy, Ron Canoli that really transformed praise and worship music by having believers that were the top musicians in the studio industry. I mean, Abraham Laboreal, Alex Acuna. Uh, I mean, if you go and look up these guys, Hustwa Mario, uh, these are heavyweights anyway. So he has this song called whose report will you believe? And in that song, there's declarations being made. Uh, but when the call and response for the declarations happened, he, there's a saxophone solo. So the first thing Ron says in the, in the recording is, are you healed? And the saxophone solo starts and the, in the congregation says, yes. And when that happened, I, that's when I felt it. He said, are you healed? And I started playing. And I mean, it was just like the, what it uh, feel like, what it feel like, you know, it was like, uh, you know, that moment in, I know this might sound cheesy, but we're going to go, we're going to keep it in the eighties. You know, we're going to go back a decade. So we're into the nineties talking about Ron. We're going to go back to the eighties <laughs> with Carmen. Oh, remember that? <laughs> remember yes. that moment in Witch's invitation where he said a shaft of light, you know, went through my soul, igniting my soul with fire. I, you know, God stood me up and I threw the book back in his chest. His dun, dun, dun. That's what it felt like. It was like, it awesome. was like there was a spotlight. I felt heat, warmth, and it was, wow. I knew it was done. Awesome. The crazy thing is before I went there, uh, I had had weeks of test. You know, the, they basically put you through a bunch of tests, a week's worth I mean, galleon scan, bone scan, CT scans mm -hmm. to see where the, you know, what the, what the chemo is doing every three months. So the first one I had done, the tumor had not shrunk, yeah. not, not shrunk. Um, when I came back, I came back after that concert to get the results and I, and it was clear. So here's the crazy thing. Yeah. Either he changed the test results after he healed me or he healed me before I ever felt it. That'll, <laughs> wow. That'll bake your noodle. That'll, wow. That'll, yeah. Well, you're uh, going to, you're going to chew on that. that. I, it's 20 years later. I'm still chewing on it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. The, the faith is, let me tell you, the, the faith walk is a crazy thing. And yes, the spiritual world is uh, something that we attempt to understand. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's, it's real. It's a supernatural you know, and it's, and you had a personal brush up against it in a powerful way. God really intervened in your life supernaturally. And either way, God is good. Yeah. Uh -huh. And he healed you. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's believable, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's just it's incredible. It's, it's, it's astounding. Yeah. Man, yep. that's awesome. Some trust in horses, some trust in doctors, but we, we will trust in the name of our Lord. That's right, man. Yeah. Very cool, man.
So is that what had you always sort of associated um, your music with so much spirituality? I mean, I know you would like, you know, you would play in churches and you would play, you know, sing for Lee and do a bunch of stuff for them. But there's a difference between living it and living it. You know what I mean? Like, how did that influence your music after that? Well, you know, growing up, it was, um, and honestly, I, even in this day and age, I'm still learning and learning how to teach people what music really is because it's not this aesthetic art. Um, I, I'm using this. I really got to learn how to say this guy's name because I don't know how his name is pronounced. I don't know if it's Court Chavis or Short uh, Chavis. He's some Canadian Pentecostal preacher. Um, and there's this clip. I, I need to start putting it out there more, but he, he's, he, he had this quote and it's, it's profound. It's really profound when you understand the implications of what he's saying. He said, music is the only thing in the earth that was not made in the earth. Oh, wow. Hmm. Music yeah. is the only thing in the earth that was not made in the earth. Yeah. They were yeah, singing so when he made the universe. Mm -hmm. Music is before creation. Yep. Mm. It's it's a heavenly thing. This is a godly spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so I always thought that in church, you know, it's a means to an end. You know, you kind of you play the music and then the spirit starts to move and then, you know, God can do things, right? Not understanding what he can do just through that, through the vehicle itself. Because yeah. I didn't, you know, never understand. I mean, that that never that thought had never dawned to me. You know, it's like you always thought as music is some man made thing, you know, something mm -hmm. that we both share. But when you understand the logic, well, if we're both doing it, could it have come from here? No. <laughs> if they're doing it in heaven, you yeah. think they're like, oh, wow, look at man singing down there. We should sing up here too. Oh, wow, they're playing instruments. <laughs> right. Maybe uh, we should invent some instruments. Yeah, wow, you know? was that a harp? Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we always do that whole thing with, you know, Lucifer, you know, he's, he's the praise and worship leader, you know, he's got mm -hmm. musical instruments, and, and I'm like, oh, so that would mean music would have been before us, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. And you know, um, it's so funny, because, like, science tries to take this, uh, this reverse engineering sort of approach to that with string theory and resonant frequencies and or frequencies and you know nikola tesla's you know resonance machine and all this stuff and it's like it's like they're running around the track backwards you yeah. know to get to the finish line whereas like all the christians you know all the bible believers are already like at the finish line like waiting on them yeah. like yeah, we know. Yep. Well, it's it's that quote that that Chuck Missler always used to Chuck Missler always used to throw that quote by Robert Jastro, you know, that they'll scale the mountains of, of intellect and climb the you know the 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 peaks of knowledge and they'll get to the you know when they finally ascend to the top they'll find a group of theologians that have been sitting there for centuries. <laughs> yep. Old Chucky coming mm -hmm. in with the truth, Bob. Uh, so, uh -huh. gotta, gotta give yeah. homage to the, to the Man, blessed Doctor right. Doctor Missler. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the sad thing is, though, in church, like so the world is trying to figure this stuff out in the church. We're just like, oh, no, no, it's just no, it's just this little thing. And uh, the world's yeah. trying to figure out they are weaponizing. They're literally weaponizing sound. Talk and about music. that. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. All right. So for the uh, 
for the bookworms out here. And I know we got some bookworms on here because I know we got book writers and yeah, readers absolutely. here. We hope we have bookworms out here. We do. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for my daughter to get a little bit, you know, I, I got, we're taking her through Charlotte's Web. Then we're going to take her through the, the Chronicles of Narnia. Then I'm getting y'all stuff for her. Nice. Um, so this is the don't, power don't buy, of music. Don't buy it. I'll send it to you. Just no, 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 no. I'm going to support you. No, sir. No, sir. We support. <laughs> we support each other. Okay. Um, money, 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 money. Uh, this is the power of music. By uh, you got to put music in it, right? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Who Me? You trust? I'm giving away free money. <laughs> and where is the quote from? All right. The power of money or the power of the power of music. He's at home washing his tights. The power of mammon, folks. <laughs> the power of mammon. So this, this is the power of music by Dr. Michael Brown, uh, redeemed uh, Jewish man that was a part of the Brownsville revival. And he's actually here in Charlotte. He wrote, And he actually was a rock drummer uh, going pro. And you can see all the dog ears. I don't know if you can see all the dog ears mm-hmm. there. All my, oh, yeah. And... Uh, yeah. There's highlights and, you know, there's all sorts of little dashes and stuff where I've got notes from passages where I've, but he talks about, um, he documents the, and I mean like just some, I mean, you can see this is not a large book. Um, Mm -hmm. Kent Hovind has talked about this, uh, where they play classical music or certain forms of, of, um, traditional jazz swing, basically stuff that's non-amplified. Mm-hmm. and classical music where the, it'll cause crops to yield as much mm-hmm. as like oh, yeah. almost like I think up to 20% more yield. Mm-hmm. I mean, 20% is huge. Yeah. When you're talking like 10% is your profit margin and you could yeah. triple that by getting yeah. another 20%. Yeah. Um, so what music is, and now you have music therapy, it is exploding mm-hmm. as a degree, as a, as a field of study. And I don't think they don't understand why this works. They don't understand why why these frequencies, why these resonant frequencies heal people. Mm-hmm. And when the church stays silent, where do they go? Because they understand right. this is something intangible. So they run to yeah. New Age. Yep. And yeah. uh, you know, it was because of this book. Now, this is uh, the Sound of Healing by yeah. uh, Michael Tyrell. This was such a blessing to me because I c- was so curious about these things but never studied them. I didn't touch them with a 10 foot pole because new age is at every corner. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. We're talking about age. frequencies and vibrations. It's new age. It's all anybody new age. that's going to give you an ex- anybody that's going to try to explain it to you. It's going to be from a new age occultic. Oh, they've you know, had that dialed in. Yeah. Yeah. For centuries, at least decades. You know? Yet who created it? Right. Whose is, whose is that power and that technology? Yeah. Yeah. And it's his, so it's ours. Yeah. And yet we've surrendered that territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we surrender territory all the time. And it is it is truly arguable, you know, what is more powerful than music? Yeah. I mean, music has a way. I, I even heard something on NPR like 10 years ago, you know, back when I listened to NPR, where they were talking about using sound waves to burst cancer cells. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so. they do it to they do it to break up kidney stones. Yeah, this guy, that's right. <clears throat> yeah. This guy knows <clears throat> he knows a guy that has basically created a Tesla like uh, machines. 
Really? And he doesn't talk about it. Like these are in research labs that are not publicized because they know if they get publicized, they'll either the technology will be stolen or they'll yeah. go missing. Uh, mm-hmm. Because yeah. it actually fixes people. It actually right. cures. And yeah. unfortunately, as I well know, no, you know, no offense to the doctors. I'm not going to apologize. I'm mm-hmm. not going to qualify this, but I will say I don't say this to offend. But our modern medical Western industry is set up to keep people sick. It's keep how they sick. make Absolutely. money. Back. Yeah. Return customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and every now and then it kills somebody. It it killed our mom. Yep. You know, she had leukemia. And uh, through the chemo. yeah, she went through chemo. She spent 36 days on the 11th floor of Vanderbilt and mm. died of a C. diff infection, yep. you mm. know, which you only Sepsis. get in that, you know, situation. Yep. Yeah. So no. <clears throat> and, and, and I can I can understand that because I've, I've been there when um, as a former cancer patient, they tell you, you know, once you're on chemo for any length of time, if your temperature goes above 100, that's a that's a one way ticket to the emergency room because yeah. anything can kill you. Your your immune system is completely you're defenseless. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. chemo is it's a race. Who's going to die first? You are the cancer. It's poison. Mm-hmm. It's literally yeah. poison. It's radioactive poison that kills the fastest growing cells in the body, which mm-hmm. is why your hair dies first. Oh. Glory to God. Got to give God glory for something. I never lost my hair. Awesome. Really? Awesome. I was one of only two patients that a nurse that had been in that uh, at Halifax uh, in Daytona Beach. Only the second patient she had seen in 30 years that didn't lose their hair. Wow. That first drug kills your that? hair. I mean, it's yeah. like it's not debatable. So mm-hmm. and the other thing. Which, you know, you, you said music uh, is a language we all understand. It reminded me of Stevie Wonder because I have a Stevie Wonder tribute band. But it also reminded me of the second thing, the second miracle that happened. Um, so when they're doing the whole chemo thing with you, they tell you before you start the first or second drug, um, which even just thinking of the names gives me a Pavlovian response and literally makes me nauseous because mm-hmm. after a few weeks, I mean, I was just starting puking every time they gave them to me, but they told me I'd have to go to the bank to make a certain kind of deposit that guy's, uh, uh-huh. you know, and they told me this in front of my parents. Now uh-huh. this, once again, we're talking about the power of frequency, the power of words. And I know people abuse scripture. They abuse doctrines. But if you look at a doctrine that is being attacked, I'm telling you, you better, you better let the Holy spirit guide you because there's truth in there. The devil doesn't want you to know about. Yeah. And I unknowingly, pronounced a blessing over myself out of embarrassment because my parents were there because they were talking about going to to the sperm bank because they're like, you're going to be uh, sterilized. And if you don't do this, you're not going to have children. And I stood up and told that doctor with with indignation and out of embarrassment, I said, I am not going to do that. If God wants me to have kids, I'll have kids. I'm never going to do that. Wow. Good for you, man. That's awesome. How old were you? I was 19 years old. Oh, man. <laughs> we would have had so much fun at Lee together. <laughs> we oh, would yeah. have gotten in so much trouble game. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> That's awesome. you know, be careful. You know, we used to sing this song, you know, to tie it back into the music. We used to sing these old songs that had so much truth. And now we're singing songs about ourselves and the reckless love of God. Mm, um, yeah. But we had to use this. We used to sing this little song called. Uh, oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. That that there's so much simple 
Simple truth, yet profound. That song mm-hmm. is an inch wide and 10 miles deep. That's the Mariana yeah, Trench yeah. Of, yeah. of songs. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Or be careful, little ears, what you hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And yeah. those who love it will and eat those who love it will eat of its fruit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Man. I know. Man, um, I got goosebumps listening to you talk about that, man. Seriously. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm preaching. It's Let me tell you. It's, it's I'm, <laughs> it does not take me long to 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 get into into preach mode and to declaring the gospel, but that's that's why the Lord told my mom to name me when I'm named. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Nice. Kind, of, kind of the job title <laughs> mm-hmm, yep you know that's one thing i've noticed is that people uh people really do live up to their names like whatever your name especially at least like maybe from a christian perspective but typically like whatever you're named for some reason it's like a stamp that gets imprinted on you you know like an angel's kiss like mm. you really do kind of yeah. get morphed into that you know that's why so. the star wars prequels sucked <laughs> His name, yeah. his name is Hayden. Yeah, it's hell. It's German for hell. Of course, it was gonna. And we we all went doomed. through it, and he took us through it. <laughs> yeah, took us right through it. You know, hey, you know, maybe it's it's sand. somebody named Christopher. You know, you know. So, you know, I have a question for you. Um, as a musician, as a Christian, as someone who has observed and has been touched by a supernatural experience, do you remember last year? Do you remember Astro World? Oh last yeah, year? I was looking at this. I do that, remember. Do you remember the concert last year where a bunch of people got trampled? Oh yeah. The, um, like, what was the rapper? What was the rapper? Um, I don't know, but he was doing some sort of like you know Illuminati sort of you know symbology. Uh, they opened thing, a so portal on the in the on the screen on the stage behind him, and yeah, uh, there's a guy. He's a he's a YouTube evangelist. <clears throat> Um, I haven't watched any of his stuff in a while. His name is Isaiah Saldivar. He actually talked about that quite a bit, and I should have spoken about that um, because I, as a musician, I felt I had a little bit more insight. But, <clears throat> you know, once again, just laziness and like, oh, yeah, somebody already talking about that, so I don't need to talk about it. But <laughs> yeah, there's Travis, um, Travis Scott. Travis Scott is Travis the Scott. Yep. Artist. The, what was it? Was it just like was was that the question, or just like my thoughts on it? Or well, I was going to get your thoughts on it. I was going to I was going to ask you what do you think happened in that moment. Um, I know if you go to the accounts, there was like a frenzy broke out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's so funny. So to bring up how the the whole conversation is connected, um. Once again, the believers, we acknowledge the supernatural, yet deny the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of that uh, that part of the um, why should I stumble? Why should I fall in uh, DC talk? You know, nice, yeah. They they acknowledge them with their mouths, but they deny them by their lifestyle. That is what an mm-hmm. unbelieving world find truly finds unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. Um, That's such a beautiful no, song. Sorry, wrong key. Um, so our generation, okay, 80s babies, second music's of the devil. You know, like our our parents would, we would kind of listen to a little bit of theirs and they were very careful as to what we listened to, right? Uh Yep. It had to pass the stink test, 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know? Yep. Now, brother, they just listen to any old thing. There's, uh, yeah. I'm actually, I have the video saved to to comment on it, and, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be part of the hate economy um, because there's enough of those or, or the discernment people in, in, in the, in the church. But I saw this guy from a praise and worship, very famous praise and worship group. Um, well, I might as well say if I'm going to make a video about it. So yeah, one of the guys from Maverick city, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. It was one of the okay. guys from Maverick city. He's at the Grammys being interviewed. And the, the guy commenting on the video saying, you know, man, this guy's, you know, he's, you can tell, tell he's, he's kind of shocked and doesn't know what to say. I'm like, or he could be high. <laughs> right. You know, hey, yeah. let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Now, yeah. I can tell you this because I know musicians that play in church that do mm-hmm. that stuff and they go in there. And so I'm like, well, yeah. He You're talking about that musicians that go on stage at church and play high? Absolutely. But that's a whole other, really? that's a whole other conversation. Wow. <clears throat> that's um, almost as scandalous well, as the pastor sleeping with the secretary. <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah it's it's mm-hmm. i don't know maybe even worse because he, at least he's not well yeah <laughs> maybe equal to but it's I, on I, par. I, it's I can on make par. an i can make an argument for worse that the that the playing under the influence is because look at what look at what was ushered in at that concert right yeah, yeah what are you ushering in under the influence of pharmacia when you're yeah. opening mm-hmm. your mind, when you're trying to open yeah. up your third eye, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you're, 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 you're once again, you're toying with a spiritual tool, yeah. an eternal tool. And that is the weaponry that you are using on people, on unknowing, undiscerning congregants. Mm-hmm. So, Under the guise that you're not doing it. Under yeah. the false pretense. Well, because, well, no, they, they just, for a lot of them, it's just a paycheck. I believe yeah. in God and no, there's nothing wrong with this. You know, this is just grass and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to make a, you know, the, the whole cannabis thing. That's a whole other conversation, you know, medicinal versus, you know, the spiritual ramifications of it. But what yeah. this guy says is he's like, they asked him, who are, whose performance are you, ex- are you most excited to see? He said, is little Nas X performing tonight? That's going to be hot. And I'm like, wow. Well, there uh, yeah. is no let me tell you, bro, this is why I'm going to make a comment. Like, I'm going to make a video about this because there's no excuse. In mm-hmm. our generation, that had been like, that had been like Carmen or Anointed or BB. That had been like CC Winans or BB Winans being outside. You know, who's, you know, whose performance are you most looking forward to? Man, I can't wait to see what Marilyn Mance is doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is Rick James going to perform Super Freak? No, Rick James, but that's mild. Like you're talking about this guy is literally like having sex with the devil in his music videos, putting blood oh, in, his, in his in his okay. shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? I have seen that music video. So mm-hmm. to pull it back to the whole Travis yeah. Scott thing, this is what I the Lord has put this is why I'm building this this ministry studio because musicians, church music church musicians, especially Christians who are musicians. Have no idea, no idea what they're fooling with when they pick up their instruments and begin to play. Yeah. Let me tell you, man, you can do like David and you can make devils run out of the room or Mm -hmm. you can do the opposite. Yeah. That's just logical. If one can cast them out, one invites them. Mm -hmm. There's a sound. There's a there's something that you can tap into when you when you put your hands on, on, on an instrument. When you open your voice to sing, 
you are inviting a presence of one and dejecting the other. I was going to ask you if you've ever heard music, instrumental music, no vocals, no lyrics. If you've ever heard music and knew right away whether it was demonic or otherwise, just oh, by the yeah. sound of it. 100%. Yeah. And how, it's not, how, and how it's, can you tell? How can you tell? And it's, and it's not by the this is where you get into the whole thing of, you know, the devil's music. No, I, I believe it's all gods. I don't, it's not because there's striper mm -hmm. that played metal. They were, the, I, I, I watched this, this heathen guy. I don't know. You, you, you guys are pretty hip. You guys ever heard of, uh, the rageaholic? Oh yeah. Yeah. Rageaholic's awesome. He's hipper you, than me. You might've seen him. He has long hair. He's, a, he's like quintessential metalhead. Yes. Aviators very smart guy kind of you know base conservative libertarian i'm probably more libertarian yeah, but, yeah like definitely libertarian yeah and he does these so, let's plays where he rambles he rants about uh dude, he's got a black his belt, rants you know? yeah, yeah his rants on politics his rants on pop culture video yeah. games comics and i hadn't uh, thought about rageaholic in a while dude but yeah so he's still on though right he hasn't yeah, been like yeah but, okay good you know, he doesn't drop as much as, as you know, I find him very entertaining and quite insightful most of the time. Yeah. He's got a potty mouth. Sure. He's got a potty yeah. mouth. But, you know, just like he, the South Park he, guys, like we were talking he, about. Earlier. Exactly. But he's mm -hmm. not safe. So, you know, I'm praying like I would love to go to Arizona and, and like take that guy to lunch because he's yeah. as much of a big metal hit. He is. He's like a huge Michael Jackson fan. And I'm like, man, we have so much we can sit down and talk about his defense <laughs> of Michael. His rebuttal of the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. But anyway, he yeah. did this whole thing. Now, mind you, this guy's not a believer. Okay. He's mm -hmm. not a believer. Okay. He did this whole thing on Striper. He does this uh, metal thing where he just talks about awesome metal bands and ta mm -hmm. talks about their career. And like he talks about Striper and gave them such props. And he's like, man, at the time, they were almost, they were up there with the best of the best. Yeah. And that whole episode, he didn't cuss. No out kidding. of respect for those guys, I'm pretty. I'm pretty That's sure. Awesome. I don't remember him cursing one time because mm, he was talking wow. about. He was talking about these guys, and I'm and I'm going to bring this to to your point about hearing a sound. They're out there playing metal with Satanists. Yeah. Okay, because this metal back in the day, Black Sabbath, that was not accepted. That mm -hmm. was that was that was counterculture, man. You know, everybody was, you know, it's the Adam 4D, the, the original founder of the of the Babylon Bee had this little cartoon. It was like, you know, there's more, less and more people are walking away from the gospel. And it's like, no, we're just finding out who the real Christians are. So it was culturally acceptable <laughs> to be a Christian. So everybody was Christians, although most people weren't. Uh -huh. So, but they're out there ministering, playing their music with, at heavy metal festivals, getting beer bottles thrown at them. No Get, I mean, like rotten vegetables. I mean, like also, and they're out there giving Bibles out to people. They're preaching the gospel. Wow. So that whole thing of, oh, heavy metal, that's the devil's music. Bull. As yeah. the sound of war. That's right. Let yes. me tell you, man, the sound of war, there's a yeah. sound of love. There's a sound of peace. Go through that thing in Ecclesiastes. Everything there's a time for, guess what? Yeah. There's a music for it as well. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe it's that's the, what it is. Yeah. It's the intent behind it. The same as a gun can be used for, to protect, so yeah. a gun can be used to murder. That's, you know, that's such a good point, Gabe, because like I grew up, especially during the Lee, my brief year at Lee, uh, uh, just as a massive, and I still am to this day, massive Metallica fan, you know? And I always was like, 
you know, and you and you kind of catch flack for it, you know, and in, in your in your church community or your Christian family, you know, and and you do internalize that and you do think about it. You're like, why do I like this? Like, I'm not I'm not a devil worshiper. I'm not a Satanist. I don't hate God. You know, like even uh, Mark Chadwick, we would talk about how you could cognitively reframe these songs for, you know, Christian purposes or Christian perspectives, you know, and yeah. But like, I just I never figure out what it is about. And I don't like a ton of heavy metal, but like I always love Metallica for mm -hmm. some reason. But that must be what it is. It's war music. Mm -hmm. That's like, the intent behind it. Yeah. Is it just yeah, it's it, like it's that song. It's like that Power, song, man. Um, Wolf Totem by The Who, H-U. You know, the Mongolian war metal band. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, those guys are that is that makes you want to that makes you want to like oh i'm going to do some push-ups and go kill somebody oh dude oh, I wait, oh no i didn't say i didn't say the kill i didn't say the k word <laughs> that's right YouTube hates that word well if you if you put wolf totem on if i'm late anywhere i put wolf totem on in my tacoma and i'm just like i'm just driving <laughs> like a demon i'm just ripping through you know i'm like maverick and top gun man i'm just you know I'm like, I'm going to prove that it's two minutes and 15 seconds. You can drop this bomb. <laughs> I got to commute to work tomorrow. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Wolf uh, yeah, totem. Yeah. Right. Wolf totem. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. He, he turns into uh, what's his name's uh, character from Pulp Fiction. He's like, it's 20 minutes. I'll be there in 10, nine minutes and 57 minutes <laughs> oh, you know, the wolf, later. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Keitel. Mr. Wolf. Mr. Hey, see, Wolf. That was the yeah. reference. That was a double reference there. Nice. Ooh. Wolf see. totem and Mr. Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Harvey Keitel. Yep. <laughs> Bringing it home. But yeah, no, that's such a good point. I, you know, there are just like there are genres of literature. There are genres of music that do infuse you. And the thing about music, like, you know, being a writer forever at this point and then having all these friends who are musicians, you know, you would have these conversations about like which one seems to, you know, hit more or work more. And it's like music is easier to digest than a book. Because you have to sit there and focus and pay attention. And that's that's like working out, you know, it takes that's effort. A discipline. Yeah. yeah, it takes effort. But music and music can take effort to properly ingest, depending on what it is. I'm sure especially with jazz, you know, but for so much music, again, it's just it's passive, you know, and that mm -hmm. makes it both powerful and insidious, depending on its intent. And um, and depending on the genre, man, like it, it can it can whip you up. There's there's probably a reason why there's a dude on, you know, in Mad Max on top of the on top of the truck surrounded by speakers, like with a flamethrower guitar, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, there's a there's a quote from a friend of mine. I'm actually told him I said we need to coin this 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 um, two things that we need to coin. He said um, his parents, I think I think his parents came up with it. They called him a musicianary. Uh, you know, he's been playing out there in the uh, in the secular world for a long time. And uh, he's actually right now he's a doctor uh, in the in the music department of UF mm -hmm. and having to legitimately contend with people that are witches and warlocks and practicing wow. that practice these things. Um, so I, I try to keep him in prayer anytime I, I think about him. And thankfully, his stuff comes up all the time on uh on my facebook so he's always he's always in front of me strong believer too and 
he, we were discussing, I said, what is it? I said, man, because I told him like, for instance, like the song Oceans. I've never liked that song. There's yeah. something that rides in on that song that to me just don't jive. I know some people like that song, but that's the same th kind of thing with, re with Reckless Love. People get an emotional, they have an emotional response to it and they think it's spiritual. They think it's God. And I'm like, that song is so heretical. You don't, I don't use that term. Song. Huh? No, the the reckless love song. Oh, no, not oh, okay. the not the oceans. The oceans to me, you know, it's. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just you know getting in my own self. But I, I'm telling you, I've I've only performed that song once, and I was basically just about forced to. Really? And I just it was about all I could do to. I mean, I literally was physically sick. Wow. Hmm. Now that's just me. Like I said, maybe I missed it, but. Um, Honestly, I'm finding the further I go on, I need to trust that little voice because oftentimes I'm like, yeah, that's me. And the Holy Spirit's like, that ain't you. Yeah. That ain't you. You you, you, you can play a lot of garbage songs out there in gigs and bands and all these other things that, you know, don't glorify me. And why is this why is this the song that's making you sick or, yeah. or are you having such such a problem with? Yeah. But I, I was talking to, my, to this guy, you know, who's a higher level musician than I am. Um, I mean, he's like in the top 1%. This guy's incredible jazz flutist, flautist, you know, saxophonist, bassist, composer. Um, and he said this and I said, brother, you have to write that down. I said, because I want, don't want to mess up this quote. I said, I'm going to quote this all the time. And I have this like the third or fourth time I've shared this, um, like in a public setting like this. Yeah. He, I said, what is it with this four chord music that is driving me crazy, specifically in church? I said, it drives me crazy in the world, but in the church, it's really driving me crazy. And I actually have a song I'm going to release that talks about this, this very subject. But he said, it's a minimalist. This is what he said. It's a minimalist construct of repetitive sonorities packaged with esoteric jargon to cast a spell on listeners who are uninformed. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat that. Yeah, repeat that. Yeah, it's a it's a minimalist construct of repetitive sonorities, melodies, songs, sounds, packaged with esoteric jargon, esoteric jargon to cast a spell on listeners who are uninformed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the Travis Scott. That is unfortunately, I believe, has is crept into modern praise and worship in the last fifteen years maybe even yeah. 20 years. And that is what is completely pervasive in most of our popular secular music. Yeah. Our dad would probably agree with you if you're yeah. still alive. He'd, he'd, he'd agree with that hundred percent. Well, you'd have to explain every one of those words to them. To him. <laughs> right. But once oh, you no. got it, <laughs> he would totally agree with that. Yeah. He, he yeah. would know. I, I actually was fortunate enough to take uh, one class with your dad at Lee. Awesome. And it was funny, and it was the only class I could get into. But it was like piano for, com for for composition or something like that, and it had all these other like piano majors. And I'm like, yo, I'm not a piano major, but I want to take a class with Larry Goss. So this oh, is man, cool. that's my so shot. Sweet. So that's awesome. Uh, thanks, that's cool. Man. That's really yeah. cool. And he always remembered me because I had the afro. So anytime I <laughs> popped around me and he was there, you know, rad. Yeah, he probably loved that. Well, but that quote is so uh, beautifully articulated. Because it is so precisely articulated, yeah. I should say. Uh, because Dr. Jose me. Valentino. Dr. Oh, Jose man. Valentino. 
genius um i mean that's a that's a sword to the heart of the dragon in a lot of ways because it is it's the same thing as like new age mantras or you know rosary repetitions mm -hmm. it's it's the repetitive or the repetitive prayers of uh what is the, the verse from the bible where we're warning repetition on yeah, yeah vain repetition vain repetition but it it is this Thinking you'll be heard for your many words yeah. yeah, and it is this sort of this new age uh, om chanting kind of thing, just repack. It's the same sort of device, but just repackaged, you know, of yeah. just getting you into that. Uh, I can't remember if it's an alpha or a theta state, but it it does. Theta state. I think theta state. And there's a great channel actually on YouTube. Uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, Vody. Bacham, I think is his name. Oh, bro. Am I, bro. Yeah, am I I'm saying so, him right? I'm, yeah, Vody Bacham. Dr. Vody Bacham's. Dude, I'm, his. I love stuff. Dr. Vody Bacham. Let me tell oh, you. He's I've been killer, on some Dr. Vody Bacham for a decade. Yeah, he's. His channel is awesome at dissecting so much of this stuff, you know, and uh, especially with Hillsong and with a lot of the music, but the preachers, you know, all the the wolves and sheep's clothing, you know, that's out there. And he doesn't go, you know, as deep into like what you're talking about. Yeah. But and man. he doesn't he doesn't hit him as hard as some of our, our reformed brothers and sisters do. They go uh, sometimes a little too far um, for views and for clicks. Um, mm hmm. But there is some validation, which unfortunately many people, once again, they get in their feelings and they're like, oh, well, I like some of this stuff. Well, yeah, but you can like some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I like potato chips. Mm -hmm. What would happen if all I ate is potato? I like ice cream. If <laughs> right. all I eat is ice cream, what's going to happen to you? Yeah. You know, yeah. a little a little of some of that stuff. But, man, you need we need some vegetables and we need to sing some vegetables. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 We need to sing an apple every yeah. now and then. You know, and if <laughs> and if the and if the focus and the goal or the point of interest in praise and worship is the congregant, that's a problem. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's that that's you know, I'm, I'm getting my casino Italian on, you know, that's a problem. That's a problem. You know, that's a you problem. see anything like that, Vinny? No, I never seen nothing like that. Are they singing songs about themselves all the time? No, I never see. No, they never sing about. They don't sing about. <laughs> you sure? You, you, you sure? Yeah, you, yeah, you're gonna tell me if they do. You're a good boy. <laughs> you're a good you know? boy. You know, but good that's boy, but, but but that's what we're doing. We're singing about ourselves, and and honestly, some of these songs, it's not that they're bad. For instance. Um, this is this is the the best example. I was actually had a, a young praise and worship leader that I was mentoring this summer. A friend of mine is mentoring, and um, they came here for. And I, I I mean I I showed this this young lady witches invitation revival in the land. I went through some of this stuff. I showed her some of the things from the power from the power of music. Um, but the the thing the 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 the, the example that I used of. Sometimes these songs that we sing, it's not that they're they're scripturally correct, yeah. but in that time of praise and worship, they're not. And the example I used was the blessing. This is the Carrie Job elevation, you know, Carrie Job's husband, uh, Brandon. No, it's not Brandon Lake. It's whatever the guy's name. Cody, Cody Cash, Carnes, whatever. Um, that's straight out of Numbers. That's the Levitical. That's the ironic blessing. The Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. You know, you know, it's, it's the whole thing, right? That's straight Hebraic. That is yeah. just, man, that's, that's granite. 
But it's like going to a meal and they're putting ice cream on your salad. It's at the wrong part of the service. It's the benediction. You don't, a benediction is not praise and worship. The yeah. benediction is to bless the congregant. It's to bless the people. And we sing this to God. You can't sing that to song to God. Yeah. Look at the whole song. Lord bless you and keep you. It's all about us. Yeah. See, mm. see, see how the, see how see how the devil takes these things, and all you just got to do is twist it, just yep. twist it a little bit. A little bit. I'm gonna take yeah. this thing mm-hmm. that is godly, and I'm gonna put mm-hmm. it in the wrong place at the wrong time. And guess what happens? We're out of order. Yep. Because we're bringing this unto him. Right yeah, we're we're bringing this. We're we're taking this into the holy of holies, and it's like no 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 no. That's supposed to be yeah. outside. Yeah. That's that's this is not that's that's the that's the wrong offering. Yeah. Dude, they and didn't people- screw that up back in the day. You know what I'm <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Serious implication, and that's the thing. There's serious implications when you do that because when it becomes self gratification, mm-hmm. and honestly, and other this is this is maybe a little crass, but this is exactly what has happened a lot of the time. A lot of times, praise and worship is masturbation. Yes, it's becoming it's, it's becoming absolutely. musical and and musical mm-hmm. and emotional self stroking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it absolutely is because. That's what there is such a sickness. There's such a self-indulgent narcissistic sickness in the church that appeals to all the wrong things. And one of them, like, it's no wonder, like, praise and worship is almost always insufferable in so many churches, you know, because that probably is a reason for it that people don't ever think about, Gabe, is that like, yeah, it's the reason why you're hating this isn't because it's bad music. It's because it's good music, but at the wrong time. And it's completely um, it's out of sync. It's completely out of sync with where it should be. And it's not hitting you in the way that it should when it should as a spirit filled person, as a Christian, you know, yeah, as a believer, people probably don't even pick up on it. I don't sing. You don't sing. I surrender all in when it's time to, you know, I will enter his gates with Thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. That's. That is scripture, but we used to sing that as a song. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. Oh, yeah. I yeah. will enter his courts with prey. It's literally giving you the stinking instructions of how you're supposed to. <laughs> and we're going in there, you know, and your family and your children, you know, or like it's uh-huh. all me, 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 all you, you know, I'm like, wow. Lord's blessing me. Lord's going to heal me. Lord loves me. Yeah. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made. He is the he's the point. He's the focal point. He's the focus. Yeah. The songs of consecration, the the songs of repentance. That is a response. You do that as a response to the word and you do the benediction before we leave. Yeah. That's this is why. You know, see, we, we we just we just like throwing all this stuff in the trash. Oh, it's old. Throw it in the trash. Man, we are taking mm-hmm. diamonds, rubies, Absolutely. gems, gold, and yeah. throwing it in the stinking garbage because we yep. think it has no value. I'm preaching no. right now. This is the Holy Spirit. This ain't me. Go, baby. Well, it's all about being relevant. It's all about being relevant. Oh. But, man, because I'll tell we- you, like, there was one. You want to talk about something, like, that is ancient but still so incredibly powerful. Gabe, have you ever seen? I know I've showed it to Nick. Have you ever seen that Melinda video on YouTube where she sings O Come, O Come, Emmanuel in the Spanish church? Mm-mm. Completely a cappella. It's only like a minute long. It's like she's it's totally impromptu. She's uh, I mean, she's not really like 
she's very much probably like a progressive Christian at this point. She goes into like an old cathedral. It yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't during like a, a service or a mass or anything. They just, they were room. like in the Mediterranean going around. Yeah. It was either Italian or Spanish. It doesn't really matter. And she's just starts singing, Oh, come, Oh, come Emmanuel because of the beautiful acoustics in the, and that's it. And there's no music, you know, and there's no, um, uh, editing or post-production. Mm. And like, no dude, fancy. I was, they give you goosebumps. I was having a bad Christmas one year, like about two or three years ago. And like I was it was probably the lowest I had felt since mom died. Yeah. And mm. like it was bad. And I found that and like it, it just it floored me. I probably listened to that video like or watched that video 20 times listening to it, mm. you know, yeah. at Christmas morning. I mean, it's just some of the most powerful stuff that. That's the power, yeah. you know, yeah. that you are dealing with. And it doesn't have to be something new, you know, that's yeah. all about self-gratification. You Absolutely. can, and it doesn't have, it doesn't to, be have to be put on. Yeah. yeah it, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be, to be complex. It, it doesn't have to be, it's not necessarily in the simplicity or the complexity. It comes down to the intent. Yeah. Once again, to go back to your question of, can you, can you feel it? My sniffer's getting good. <laughs> you know, some, sometimes <laughs> yeah. stuff gets by me, but you know, I, you can just I'm, I, I pray that I, that I get to the point where it's not the mute, you know, like I, I almost want to get to the point where it's I've li- I'm listening to the song. But within the first four bars, I know that they were writing this for the intent of, of, of the place where these songs are written from. And this is something I was actually discussing with uh, that video that I did on um, on my channel called the. Uh, you know, uh, in cars with worship leaders, no coffee. Yeah. And I miss, and I misspelled coffee. <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> but you know, what's funny though. That's actually one of those YouTube ticks. I, I did it accidentally, but that's one of those things. Like they tell you to intentionally do that. Cause it'll make people go in the comments. You misspelled coffee. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for helping my algorithm. Yeah. It's a, it's a sly little, but um, trick. we were talking about that. Where, where is the place that they're writing these songs from? Yeah. And man, that, that's a very serious place because I believe we inject that intent into the song. Absolutely. If yeah. your intent of writing this song is, oh, this going to be a hit, man. This going to be, we're going to get a Grammy. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that. You know, people going to be singing this or, man, this, this is how I feel about the Lord. Yeah. I want somebody to I want somebody to come to know the Lord through this. I want to the God to you know, I can't even put into words how I feel about you, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna try. Yeah. That to me is this that's becoming the ultimate stink test because it's almost becoming, you know, because music has become so formulaic, you can tell. It, it, you can just about tell, like, oh, there was no thought going into this. They went and listened to this album because this album just charted this and they got this kind of views and this doing this on TikTok and all these people are singing this song. So we're going to do this and change this one little thing so it can be exactly like that song so that we can have our time in the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. that where's a lot of this music is coming from. And mm-hmm. I tell you, man, I, I've I've written from that place where I'm just writing. I'm wanting to write the best song possible. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord got a hold of me this year and he's like. I, I shared this with with uh, with two friends of mine. Uh, one who's also a heck of a musician, who's actually really making some waves and doing some incredible things with you know celebrity people. And I shared this, and she uh, she went to Lee. Well, you know, you you know, I'll I'll, I'll tell you, Nick, it was Michelle Margiotta. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. So I shared this with her, and she was like, Gabe, the Lord just about told me the exact same thing just a couple weeks ago. And it was. You had a confirmation. Oh, yeah. So I I was looking. So I had this this deal this year with major label and they, they repackaged one of my singles and, you know, we're doing the industry thing of, you know, ju- you know, working, working the song. And I have a ton. I mean, I'm one of the reasons to getting this studio done is I have a live praise and worship record. That's just about written, but the Lord has told me a specific way to do it. So the building's got to get done so I can do it that way. But I was looking at some of my other songs and looking at, you know, the views and looking at the spins and the, you know, the, the, the numbers, following the metrics, nothing wrong inherently in the metrics, but this is what the Holy Spirit told me. He said, if you put the song out and a dozen people listen to it, but one person gets saved and one person get healed, is that enough for you? Or do you want to have hundreds of thousands or millions of streams? And that's, and that's, that's what you want. Yeah. Bro, I mean, wow. you could you couldn't have punched me any harder. I hit the floor so fast. <laughs> yeah, because yep. it revealed the intent of my heart, and that is the thing that the musician, the right. artist, will struggle with. The passion I mean, of it, the paycheck. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 you know, you, you guys are writers, so you know, it's like man, yep. you know, man, I sold ten books. This is this. I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. We struggle with that. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, people that like it's all about the numbers. Jesus, <laughs> he discipled twelve. Was he a failure? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got it. We got it. You know, you, the numbers are what they are. Use it as information. This is what I told Michelle. I said, we have to start using, take, looking that and taking it for what it is. Yeah. Okay. But that can't be the reason why we do what we do. Or we're going to do, all we're going to do is perpetuate this system. And I want yeah. it to change. I want yeah. it to change. I'm tired of this. The, the music, the secular music industry has infected the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the godly Christian, whatever you want to call it, music industry. And we do things exactly the same as they do now. Yeah. Yeah. We're called yeah, we to just, ju- we're called to be different. Yeah. And I'm not we saying be poor. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying be poor. I'm not saying be broke, but I'm saying, where are you re- writing the music from and where, are you, what, are, what are you writing it for and who are you writing it to? Are you writing it to the unbeliever? Are you writing it to encourage your brother and sister in Christ? Or are you writing it to get a stinking check? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want to be that man because he yeah. said you'll you've received your reward in full. I mm-hmm. never knew you. Yeah. Ouch. Mm-hmm. That is not what yeah. Well I, and I always think that too when I when they'll put the uh lyrics up on the on the screen, you know, sit in the congregation, you're singing and you see the lyrics come up and down in the corner you see the, the copyright and who it's attributed to and <laughs> you know, all the little it's just all good little networking. details about the publishing and the publishing been... company and the writer and all that. So I'm like, uh-huh. why do we need my that? eyes are supposed to be trained on the words if I don't know them and nobody yeah. knows them because it's a new freaking song every week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's become, gotta, so they're getting credit. They're getting their reward. They are getting their reward. And actually, yeah. if you understand how this industry works now, it's become a game. Really? Much, much like much like how Christian Christian pastors of mega churches have know how to game the system to get number one, you know, the books on the number one. It's all sales. Yeah. So, you know, hey, you got to buy, we need everybody to buy the book this day or this week so that we can chart. And, you know, and now they're like, oh, we can do the same thing with music. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the 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 Christian label stopped fooling with artists that don't do praise and worship because with the church, they have a built in audience. They can 
They can manipulate the charts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and and whose kingdom is that? Yeah. Who works? Who works in that? De- that's deception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got seven thousand. You know, we have two thousand people here, and everybody streams. You know, everybody's going to stream the record this day, and everybody's going to buy the the physical album this day. Dude, it's a sham. It's a game. It's a business at that point, and you cannot serve God and Mammon. I mean, dude, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's playing the game. And then some people would say, "Oh, that's just, that's just, that's just business." I'm like, "That's manipulation." Right. There's no way. There's no two ways about that. That's exactly what it is. That yeah. yeah, that's how the game is played. But whose kingdom are we in? Whose game are we playing? Yeah. We playing doing things their way. We're we gonna do things God's way. Where, hey man, the Lord gave me this song, and I know there's songs He's given me that I'm like, I've just resigned. I'm like, I'm gonna put them out. Whatever you do with them, you do with them. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I, I've I've told the Lord, and I can and I'll say this, share this publicly. You know, if I ever get to the point, the only reason I would ever step on any of those stage for even a Dove Award, because that to me is just. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> but if I ever yeah. got nominated for one of those things, the only reason I, I would go is to say whatever the Lord wants me to say. Yep. And, if he, and if he wants me to not accept it, I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't. Because cool. it's just it's just not. Yeah. And I mean, I've been there, man. I've, I've, I've been there where it's like my name is getting in the conversation to be nominated for a Grammy. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, it is validation. It's just I want to know that what I'm doing is worth it. And that's what the Holy Spirit hit me with. He's like, who are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I not enough for you? Is this what 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 do you want out of this? You want money? Right. You want you want recognition, or do you want to do do this for me? Because you say you want to do it for me. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it for me, you're going to do it my way, and I'll bring the increase. And it might I might be like Bach. Bach was an unknown in his day. Mm-hmm. He didn't become popular till 200 years after his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing. Yeah. People have to. You have to realize that. You know, first of all, you have to realize as an artist, whether you're a musician or a writer, that like the the God and Mammon passion versus paycheck thing is not a single battle that you fight once. Lifelong. It is. Yeah, it is every time. Like, dude, uh, the fifth book in the Heavenly Realm series, I didn't touch for 10 years because I was in like some, you know, weird and kind of bitter, empty place where I was writing it. And like you have those moments and, and the writing was good. It was like 80% done, you know, but you just have that that thing where you're like, I could keep doing this and yeah. draw blood from a stone. Right. You know, or you can just like stop and just step away, you yeah. know, but yeah. it never <clears throat> it never goes away. That desire to do something and you do want those those validating things, yeah. you know, it, it, it's huge. Whenever someone sends you a message writing or a letter writing to market, yeah. writing something because you know, that's what your audience wants. Right. And not yeah. writing it because for, for a purpose Yeah, you know, to try to reach a specific type of person or to tell a specific, or to tell a story that, you know, has been on your heart. That God's put in you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to go out there and see what everyone else is writing and check, uh, you know, those particular stats, those are the types of stories people want to hear. So I'm going to write one of those. Yeah. I'm going to write one of those. And it's so characters around that. contrived. Ugh, and it's so it's manufactured. Gross. And it's like, you're if that's like how you go through the process as a writer, you know, or as a as a musician or whatever, it's like, okay, well, you probably should not be. You're part of the problem. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, you should be doing this because you have something inside of you that is keeping you up at night. Yeah. You yeah. know, you have something inside of you that is awesome and draws you closer to god and gives you more meaning and purpose when you do and yeah like so many people are like if you do that guess what god might bless you or he might not 
Yeah, like that's true. That's the other thing. That's like that prosperity gospel thing, you know, that people always because everybody wants hope. Like we get it, right? Everybody suffers. Life is pain. You know, anybody who tells you anything else is trying to sell you something. You know, but timestamp that one, kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like you know, everybody wants hope. So like the church has gotten into this business of selling hope for people and selling catharsis you know it's like true detective season one you know when they're at the tent revival you know and he's like he's just selling them catharsis you know and it's this is all this is the best that they can hope for you think anybody's gonna split the atom marty in this crowd you know but there is a lot of there's so much money to be made from that yeah. from just like you know square pegging a round hole of spirituality and just trying to like make something that is going to game the system and and then telling people that like god will bless you well first of all like you don't put words in god's mouth you know and like second of all there's no guarantee of that you know so, and if that's what you're doing it for you might you probably will be sorely disappointed yeah, well it's what's the what is what does that mean to be blessed yeah. that's the other you thing know, right that's you yeah. know yeah. Yes, money of yes, course he money, will money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah isn't that what the greek word is Case for closed you know <laughs> the greek word for bless is hebrew for money right um that's the thing yes he will bless you be obedient and he'll bless you yeah but what are his blessings right maybe his look, blessings look, are just protection look, you know I or mean, peace. dude, it says he'll bless you. He'll, you know, he said he'll bless you with your long life. Hey, do these steps. Honor your father and mother, right? Yeah. I'll give you a long life. Do these things and I'll bless you. Mm -hmm. You know, I I believe in biblical prosperity. But once again, exactly to your point, it doesn't mean like, okay, God gave me this song. I'm going to write the song. I'm going to be rich, right? Yeah. That's what we think. Or my hair is going to go back. You know. you know, my book's okay. going to sell a million copies. My, my, my song's going to be on everybody's lips. And it's like, no, no, no. I want, I wrote, I want you to, there's actually a song. Uh, I had a recent experience just this past weekend, really rough professionally. Um, really? Oh man, rough, 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 rough. But it was just kind of like the, one of the, the nails in the coffin of like the Lord saying, you need to go this way. And I'm <laughs> closing this door and. I only walked through it because I was like, Lord, the door was open. I prayed you to close it, and maybe I screwed up the opportunity. Maybe I maybe, maybe I did, but I, you know, he said, no, you're done. Go this way. And he gave me a song. I didn't – on any given day, there'll be just something popping in my head, and I'll be like, hmm, that's good. And sometimes, most of the time, I'll make a note to sing it into my phone. So I'll have the, I'll have the idea, the concept, the melody, the lyric or whatever. This one, mm -hmm. I didn't, I was like, this might be me and my emotions. I don't even want to fool with this. If this ain't God. And here I am four days later and I could just about sing you everything that, and mm. I never have vocalized this. It's mm, all, wow. it's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's all here in my head. Write it yeah. down. Another, <laughs> right another down. reference, another reference. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. 
Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness. <laughs>